Hi there. I'm Mark Swallow, and I'm glad you are joining me for today's God Is podcast. Let's get started learning who God is. Thank you for joining me today from wherever you are and by however you listen as we meet together coast to coast here in the United States and all the way around the world. Glad to have you back as we move swiftly along through this week and we find ourselves at the tail end of Genesis 4 verse 9. As we closed yesterday, I said that we would uncover Cain's attitude, which underlies what he says to God. Let's do that as I first remind you of what Genesis 4 verses 8 and 9 say. Cain told Abel his brother, and it came about when they were in the field that Cain rose up against Abel his brother and killed him. Then the Lord said to Cain, Where is Abel your brother? And he said, I do not know. Am I my brother's keeper? God asks the where question, meant to prompt Cain's conscience to repentance. That is genuine sorrow for the sin of angry murder. And Cain sears his conscience and talks back to God as if God is just a pest. Cain denies all responsibility. He further hardens his sinful heart and tells God the bold-faced lie. Leupold translates, Am I my brother's keeper? As, Am I supposed to watch him all the time? Essentially, I didn't kill him. Look elsewhere for whoever did. What was I supposed to do? Track Abel's every move? Am I my brother's keeper? Am I supposed to watch him all the time? What Cain shows us all here is that he has the heart of Satan and not the heart of his Savior. In John's Gospel, chapter 8 and verse 44, the Lord Jesus says this of Satan, the devil. I'm quoting John 8, 44. You are of your father, the devil, and you want to do the desires of your father. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth because there is no truth in him. Whenever he speaks a lie, he speaks from his own nature, for he is a liar and the father of lies. John 8, 44. Cain is acting like Satan. The devil has defiled his heart such that as Satan is a murderer and a liar, so likewise Cain is a murderer and a liar. Murderers and liars, them both, from the beginning. Writing much later in Scripture, the Apostle Paul says the following to Timothy, in light of what we are learning about Cain's attitude, we should also pay rapt attention to 1 Timothy 4, verses 1 and 2. 1 Timothy 4, 1 and 2. But the Spirit explicitly says that in later times, Some will fall away from the faith, paying attention to deceitful spirits and doctrines of demons by means of the hypocrisy of liars, seared in their own conscience as with a branding iron. I want to read that again for you. These are such valuable words of warning to us about what can happen within our own conscience. 1 Timothy 4, verses 1 and 2. But the Spirit explicitly says that in later times, some will fall away from the faith, 
paying attention to deceitful spirits and doctrines of demons, by means of the hypocrisy of liars seared in their own conscience, as with a branding iron. Paul is speaking of later times, like the times in which we live, where this verse is certainly true. And yet we find the roots of this attitude in Cain. He had fallen away from true faith in God. Cain had paid attention to the deceitful spirits and the doctrines of the demons. Cain was a hypocrite and a liar who had definitely seared his own conscience as with a branding iron. In fact, Cain's conscience is so seared that he doesn't just ignore God, he talks back to God. He gives the Lord attitude. He basically challenges God as to why God has the right to ask Cain such a question. Where is my brother? Ha! What kind of a question is that? Listen to how Pastor Robert Harbash summarizes this second part of verse 9. Harbash published his compelling one-volume commentary on Genesis in 1986. I recommend that you get it. The title is Studies in the Book of Genesis. It is highly readable and relatable to real life. Regarding Cain telling the Lord, I do not know, am I my brother's keeper? Reverend Harbosh writes, quote, This was an impudent lie. It was also blasphemy to reply so to God. It was monstrous bravery and lurking treason. Am I my brother's keeper? This is a reflection on God's providence, blaming God's providence for Abel's absence. It is a denial that the whole creation and all its inhabitants are supported by the everywhere present power of God. Cain reasons that if God directs the actions of all who enter and exit from the stage of this world, then God is to blame for anyone missing from that stage. Cain killed his brother, and now he would like to kill God. End quote. How insightful those wise words are. Cain is so twisted in his thinking that by his response to the Lord, Cain dares to suggest the missing person Abel is God's fault. And I agree, if Cain could, he would have happily killed off God. He murdered his brother, and he wanted to murder the Lord. By the way, as always, as always, if you want this quote from Robert Harbash, just write to me and ask for it. Mark at GodIsMinistry.org and God is P.O. Box 802, Winchester, Massachusetts, 01890. Whenever I share what someone else has written, I am sure to properly credit that person, and I can send all of these quotations to you for your further reading and reflection. If you would like them, just ask. My addresses again are, by way of email, mark at godisministry.org. My name is spelled M-A-R-K, mark at godisministry.org. And the mailing address is God is P.O. Box 802, Winchester, Massachusetts, 01890. Winchester is spelled W-I-N-C-H-E. 
E-S-T-E-R. Just write to me and ask for the quotes. Write to me for any reason. I'd love to hear from you. Now, back in the text, we find that God has mercifully pursued Cain. He came with a question, where is Abel, your brother? If Cain had responded to God in repentance, if he had confessed, I did it. If he took responsibility, then God can continue to deal with Cain on the basis of grace and mercy. But when Cain does not confess his sin, then God must deal with him in judgment. And that is what we find beginning in the next verse, verse 10. So let's pivot now and turn into verse 10. As we do, let me just give a little word on logistics to those of you who listen to God Is as a podcast. You know that every podcast has a title that also identifies the specific verse we are studying. Sometimes, like today, we discuss more than one verse and more than one theme. But I do not want to jam the title section with something lengthy that can also be confusing. So I have only labeled today's podcast, God and Cain, Genesis 4-9, The Killer is Held to Account, Part 2. That accounts for what we have said thus far. As we turn into the next verse, the podcast will not have Genesis 4 verse 10 in the title until tomorrow. And you might say, who cares? Why even bother to tell us this? Radio listeners who have no idea what the titles are may be especially perplexed why I bring this up. Well, we each have a personality, and mine can be exacting. I want God is to be easy to follow, clear and accurate, and I want to bring along every listener, both by radio and by podcast. So I drop this logistical detail on you, and I hope you do not mind it. It probably depends on your personality. Detail-oriented people like it. Big-picture people are thinking, get on with it, brother. All right, on with it we go. Look with me in your Bible at Genesis 4, verse 10. God said, What have you done? The voice of your brother's blood is crying to me from the ground. Genesis 4, verse 10. Here, in God's voice, is the transition from mercy to judgment. He starts with the what question. What have you done? And then he says that Abel's blood is crying out to him from the ground. That is quite a statement and deserves our attention straight through the end of this week and perhaps into Monday. Let's start with this. Picking up on an insight from Dr. Alders, The Dutch theologian, we should think of God's word this way. God asks, what have you done? This is another way of saying, you know very well what you have done. As a parent, you might have asked this question of your child who has done wrong. You ask, what have you done? But what you mean is, I know that you know exactly what you have done and I do not want you to lie to me about it. This happens in the process of discipline. Well, God then spells out graphically the heinous nature of Cain's crime, with Abel crying out for judgment to come down from heaven for his murder. We will follow this verse along, 
God beginning to bring his judgment upon Cain next time. This is true of the living God. He never ignores and he never tolerates sin. Judgment awaits Cain. Just when he thought he got away with murder, the judge lays down the just judgment. So I hope you will join me again tomorrow for God is. Thank you for listening to this God Is podcast. Drop me an email and tell me what you think. Mark at GodIsMinistry.org That's Mark at GodIsMinistry.org Please do share this with others and be sure and join me for the next one.